Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And on this Thanksgiving Eve, hope if you're traveling, you're staying safe. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff, the new morning show on CBS Sports Radio. The big circled game for this weekend, Perloff, is really not... From the NFL, although we do have Mm. some good matchups, it is college football with it almost feels like a culmination of the Michigan sign-stealing scandal in a lot of ways because Jim Harbaugh is not going to be on the sidelines for this game. It is the biggest or one of the biggest college football rivalries that we have. And who knows what the NCAA is going to come down with in terms of punishment. That could happen years down the line if we know the NCAA like we think we do. This sort of feels like everything's on the line. You know, what were the Michigan Wolverines getting signs and getting to the tune of beating Ohio State the last two years? Did that factor in? Will it matter that Harbaugh's not on the sideline? Like, all of it comes down to this game. Yeah, I mean, it's been really... The first half of the season was Deion Sanders stole all the spotlight. The second half has been Michigan. You know, this it's interesting, too. I have a feeling... This game is going to be a little bit of a letdown because of everything you just described and the style of play. Yeah. Ohio State is not Ohio State. They're not throwing the ball all over the rock with Kyle McCord. They don't. Uh, they're not throwing the rock all over the field. Yeah. They don't have C.J. Stroud. They don't have Dwayne Haskins. They have Kyle McCord and Michigan. How many runs in a row did they have the other day? Like thirty-five. <laughs> yes. So you know, Michigan, they want to slow it up. So we have all this hype coming into it. Then it's going to be a real old-fashioned battle, which is kind of cool as a as a football fan. But I'd be surprised if we walk away with this game entertained. I think we're going to walk away with this game saying somebody lost more than somebody won. Oh, that's we're going to be killing somebody after this game. Don't you don't you have that feeling that Monday we're going to come and say, "Oh man, so and so really screwed this up or blew it." Um, well, it's going to be hard to do that because if it's Jim Harbaugh, he's not there. So, mm. if it's a screw up on the Michigan side, I mean, who do you get mad at? Sharon Moore? Like you yeah. you're going to well, have so many excuses if you're Michigan if you lose. I mean, for Ryan Day, he'll be probably feeling like he's on the hot seat, which is insane because he's been an excellent coach. However, he's 0-2 in his last two Gosh, against... I still... I mean, I, I know what you're saying. People say that. I can't imagine this guy would be on the hot seat. This First of all, this is probably the only time he'll ever be an underdog against Michigan. This is the one... If Jim Harbaugh was there, this would be the one game he could lose. I think people wouldn't kill him because it's a bit of a... Again, I keep saying the defense is really good and you have Marvin Harrison Jr., but they have they have all the top recruits coming in. They're going to be back to the electric Ohio State at some point soon. This is not doesn't feel to me like this is their year, which means, of course, what they're going to win the national title. <laughs> well, maybe, I mean. But it, it doesn't feel like they're the same Ohio State last year. Ohio State really a pressure to win. They had a great quarterback. Yeah. 
Uh, everything was going their way. I thought Ohio State fans were heartbroken after that loss, and they happened to sneak into the Final Four and salvage a little bit of pride. But to me, last year would be a bigger disappointment than whatever happens this year. Yeah, but did Michigan have the signs last year? You know, like all of this stuff is now in the ether for this game, which just makes it even bigger. And there were rumors and reports, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It's hard to keep track with all this Michigan you know, scandal stuff that it was Ohio State that hired the private investigator to yeah. try to get the dirt on oh, Connor no Stallions. No and, doubt. Uh, yeah, that's kind of been maybe debunked a little bit, but that adds fuel to the flames as but well. What signs do you need? My recollection of the last two years, basically Michigan hands the ball off. They run right down the middle against Ohio State who can't tackle their running backs. It doesn't seem like there's well, stopping some... C.J. Shroud and the fact yeah, that he had but... such an outlier game. But even so, I think a great running game on Michigan's part kind of stopped C.J. Shroud. And C.J. Shroud had open guys. He was just a little off in that game. I personally do not think the sign ceiling is that significant on the field. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. You know, I I don't know what it is, but Michigan's clear advantage is they've been beating them up up front. No doubt, you have two really good defenses here, two offensive lines that maybe a little bit you know shaky in terms of the pass protection. Obviously, we know they can run block for sure. I mean, maybe the equalizer or not the equalizer, maybe the advantage for Ohio State because it's not a quarterback. But maybe the advantage is Marvin Harrison Jr. You get a couple electric and explosive plays, just a couple, a one, two, that could be the difference. And, you know, we've seen that it was really the difference in the game where Ohio State beat Penn State. So I think this could still be good. Is it going to be high scoring? I'm not I'm not really expecting that. I don't know what yeah. the total is for the game. But. Uh, I mean, Ohio State beat Penn State 20 to 12. Yeah. <laughs> this Ohio State, 20 oh, points. And they beat Notre Dame, something similar. Yep. That's... I don't think that's going to work against Michigan. I think Michigan's a completely different caliber team. Uh, the The problem is, can they can they tackle Michigan? I would hope, with Sharon Moore calling the plays, I think Jim Harbaugh doesn't want him doing anything very fancy. Right? He just That's why the handoffs are happening. They're going to limit J.J. McCarthy. I, I think Harbaugh is saying, hey, listen, we're going to have to beat them up because I, I can't give any of my strategy during the game. So he's going to say, just just hand it off. Keep handing it off. Okay, so that's a question, right, about can he give any strategy during the game? The suspension says that he can't be in the facility, right? So he can't be at the big house during the game. Can you make a call at halftime? I mean, can you – you're not supposed to have cell phones on the sideline, But right? what's he going to say that's so significant? Just stop throwing the ball Run like the he did the other day? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. anything. Just say no. anything might be significant. I don't know if he could get on the phone with one of his players. Like, say he sees something in McCarthy, a hitch, uh, something. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Is this I, possible? I think this isn't a movie. You think an NFL head coach is gonna is actually sitting there? They're – they do not coach like that on game day, in my opinion. It might be a little bit of an unfair disadvantage, unfair advantage, if that's the case, because I'm assuming maybe forget about strategy per se, but maybe he's listening to the broadcast or even sees sideline reports yeah. saying, yeah. "Hey, you know, uh, you know, McCord, his his knees bother him a little bit. You know, something that maybe on the sidelines you wouldn't pick up." Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that these football staffs have one million coaches on the sideline. Right, someone's watching the broadcast for that. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, yeah. one of the one thousand assistant coaches is just watching the broadcast to try to get intel on the other team. I'm but, so shocked when there's a sideline report where they come out of half and say something like, "Wow, that sounds like good strategy." I assume they're lying, the right? Chris they're Thompson playing a little style or. No, I mean, I assume the coach who says, oh, we need we need to get this uh, the tight end more involved in the game plan, I assume that's a flat-out lie. Because why would they... They know someone's watching on TV, so they're not giving any real information. No, I'm, I'm saying is it more like, you know, you get used to a certain voice in your ear, is what I'm right. saying. And 
football players and sometimes athletes in general, we know athletes, can be real creatures of habit. And sometimes a coach can say something in a way that gets through to a guy that maybe then someone else. I'm talking just about communication. But I think Jim Harbaugh and the head coach, they're not, they don't have time to individually engage players. They're because they're watching both sides of the ball. I know, but Harbaugh's definitely talking to JJ McCarthy during the game. Yeah. <laughs> he's but, gotta be. But I don't think he's I, I don't I'm not sure how much he's actually doing with JJ McCarthy. I mean, maybe I I'd have to watch your style. Like Andy Reid doesn't even watch the defense play. He goes and sits with the quarterback often. Right. But so if I, Andy I think, Reid were suspended but, for this game. Yeah, but Andy Reid's the play caller basically. Okay, but if he saw something with Patrick Mahomes and he isn't there on the sideline. You don't think he'd try to call at halftime or get get a message yeah, no, to somebody? I, I think he would, but I don't think that it, it's a Disney movie where he notices somebody's giving away some something or that. McCar- I think it's more just calling Sharon more. Hey, Sharon, run the ball, yeah, as EJ throwing. said. Uh, because I don't think that he's going to have faith to run a full J.J. McCarthy attack here because he's not there. I think that is going to define the game in a way. They're going to be really conservative. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, we've been asking you about your, in your opinion, the biggest college football rivalry that we have. Perloff went with? The actual greatest rivalry, Michigan-Ohio State. I went with Alabama and Auburn as an in-state rival in the SEC you have to live and work and breathe and go to church next to people from all, you know, from from both universities. So it's not Ohio State, Michigan. Everyone go to their corners for 52 weeks out of the year. You've got to be in close contact with your rival at all times. EJ? I went with the iconic venue, great fried food at the State Fair. I went with the Red River Rivalry, Texas OU, split stadium, burnt orange on one side, crimson on the other. A lot of amazing games, some great players on both sides. This, to me, is a no-brainer. And, e- and uh, Carlos, part of me, you went with who? I went with America, Army versus Navy. <laughs> and, of course, Carlos, <laughs> active duty, and we thank you for your service. Uh, there is a poll, by the way. Uh, who's winning there, EJ? Oh, God, he, he knows. He knows. The, he knows <laughs> the he results only here. asked for the results when he Thank you guys for the layout. This is the first time, I think, since I've been here that he's asked for the results. Because nobody <laughs> hates our polls. So, what is the greatest football rivalry? We asked the question. Uh, at 54%, we have Ohio State, Michigan, Army, Navy's at 30%, Auburn, Alabama is at 10%, and Texas, Oklahoma at 5 See, I think EJ's is um, like Texas, Oklahoma was a couple weeks ago, it was like a month ago. Yeah, this is the recency bias here. Perloff's got the scandal and the game. Well, obviously, all the other rivalry games are soon, but I think EJ, I think yours because it happened yeah. so early in the season. No, there's a reason it happened early in the season because it's not one of the iconic rivalries, so you don't oh, put it on Thanksgiving give me a weekend. Break. Florida Rick. State, Miami's not in the middle in the season. There's Texas, Texas A and M used to play on Thanksgiving. That's all I'm saying. Uh, uh, Rick is in Myrtle Beach. Has got one for us. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for taking my call. Same to you. Uh, University of South Carolina versus Clemson. Big, big, big rivalry. But people forget that Coastal Carolina used to be part of the University of South Carolina. Excuse me. <clears throat> so they, that's almost like two schools against one. Wait, wait, wait. Is that true? Yeah. Coastal Carolina used to be, and, and so that's a newer college that they broke off and created yeah. a football team with Grayson no, McCall. It, it, it was like a like a branch of USC. Got it. Yep. And what is their nickname? Yep. Well, it, 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 they were the Chanticleers. I love that name. Yeah. 
Wait, so yep. Rick, what what do you think makes this particular rivalry special? It's obviously another in-state rivalry, which which I love. What what about it makes the Palmetto uh, special? Well, either here in the, I'm a transplant. I'm from Chicago. Go Cubs! Um, but my oldest daughter went to USC. Yeah. I mean, everyone um, seems to. It's either Clemson or USC. And um, there's nothing in between. Yep. I've heard that, Rick. Thank you so much for the call. Have a great holiday. It's just there's – you're one or the other, you know? Yeah, I I feel like – I like this about Auburn, Alabama, too. I feel like – I think it's similar to Auburn, Alabama. And Clemson's such a much smaller school, and it's a private school, I believe. And, I mean, the state school is really South Carolina, which is ironic because Clemson has been killing them. Will it last next year when Dabo is gone, though? Where's Dabo going? I don't know. He was running awfully fast the other day. That I think that's watch out for Dabo, right? It feels like he is in the midst of a messy divorce with that college. Oh, because uh, people keep because calling keep... into the coaches' show and asking him uh, why he's not in the transfer portal. Doesn't it feel that you guys like something is happening with Dabo that he's just getting more ornery and ornery by the week? Uh, well, definitely. But the only. Is the, is his dream job or the place he wants to go next? Is it going to be open? Like, are you thinking he takes Texas A and M? Like, what are you I, positing here? I don't know. I just think that Dabo is going to really start looking around. Okay. I, just he would never talk like this. And also, where's Clemson going? I mean, well, I, I it wasn't it, long ago they were going to the national championship game. Yeah, I know. But have you seen since Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson left? Have they even sniffed the playoff? No. So if, they're headed the wrong direction. If they got into the portal and got some more wide receivers, do you think this would be different? No, I think. Well, first of all, they're not going to do that. Dabo just is not interested. I, I don't but know. That, isn't that now going to hurt you no matter what job you take? Like, yeah. you're going to have the fans frustrated for the same reason no matter what. Also, would that quarterback stay there? You know, every I, I have a feeling that every quarterback is going to transfer this summer. I think that's a new thing. Like, yeah. you, you want to cut a new NIL deal at a new college? So, Kate Klubnick's probably going to leave. I just see this Clemson school headed the wrong direction. And Dabo is, why else would you yell at fans unless you wanted to leave, right? Or you think you're just above it. Like, you know, you're so untouchable. You're so entrenched. You're so Teflon that you can yell at whoever you want. And nothing's going to happen to you. Hung is our pal in Harrisburg. Good morning, Hung. Good morning, good morning. The last caller beat me on the Clemson and uh, South Carolina rivalry. You guys got to understand that Clemson beat Notre Dame. And Clemson is very underrated. Right now, Clemson, I'm telling you, you put the Clemson against Ohio, Michigan, or Georgia, or Alabama, Clemson going to beat any team out there, any given time, any given day. It's very underrated, Clemson. I'm telling you right now, the record don't mean nothing. Clemson is number one, in my opinion, as my, my, my team all yeah. the time. Wow. Wait, how you you're think they're number one in the country? Yeah, the rivalry between Carolina and Clemson. I'm telling Clemson, number one, look, look, look how they beat the Carolina, North Carolina last week. They they beat them badly. Yeah. And they beat Notre Dame badly. And Notre Dame almost beat the Ohio. Ohio overrated. Michigan overrated. I think, in my opinion, Big Ten is overrated. At EC and ACC and Pac-12 underrated. I think your Oregon team is underrated, in my opinion. I think they should be number one. Hung, we love you. Coming in strong with the college football takes. Have a great holiday. Clemson is underrated. Listen, it was a big yeah. win over North Carolina, but I feel like the star has kind of faded a bit on the Tar no. Heels. Clemson's looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. I will give you that, but obviously they have four losses. And you, you think Dabo's out the door? Eight five five two one two four CBS. I would watch this offseason. I think it's going to be really interesting. I don't know 
what vacancies there are. I mean, A and M. It doesn't feel like he's a fit with A and M, but he, I, I, you never know. I think he. You, you did bring up a good point. He might be waiting for Alabama, but still, will Alabama want him if he doesn't contend for a national title? Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. So keep it coming with the greatest college football rivalry in the country coming up. Perloff goes against the grain, taking a shot at the NFL. Let you know next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. I don't know. This is a romantic theme. Music choices by Carlos here today. <laughs> is this a romantic song? It's more of a, you know... Oh, she wants to dance with somebody that loves Why her. Why did you do the one from the movie? Uh, where Whitney sings to Kevin Con- I will always love you. Yeah. Eh, I wanted to go more upbeat. People are awake now. We're out, oh, we're out and about. Yeah, I, I do <laughs> like this song. I'm a big Whitney fan. Great documentary. Okay. You know what time it is, Maggie. I haven't done it in a little while, but we're entering a big week in the NFL, a long week in the NFL. So I think to prep us, let's go a little against the grain. Against the grain. So the numbers are in. 273 million people tuned into the Chiefs Eagles game to see the MVP (laughs) MVP co favorites, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, go at it. And Eagles won, of course. I have bad news for Eagles fans and Chiefs fans that Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are not going to win the MVP. What? And you know who else is not? The number two in odds right now, Lamar Jackson. It's a two-man battle for the MVP right now, and people are not projecting enough to realize who it is. It is my guy Brock Purdy and my guy Dak Prescott are actually battling for it because San Francisco and Dallas are going about to go on a roll. San Francisco's healthy. They play mostly easy schedules. They both have the Eagles, and Dallas is really healthy as well. CeeDee Lamb's playing on Thursday. They are going to roll against easy teams. A lot of Washington... A lot of easy defenses. 
I think at the end of the day, the stats are going to be so much better because you watch Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Those are not electric offenses right now. Hurts threw for 150 yards in the rain, mm-hmm. and Mahomes can't score in the second half. How are those guys going to be MVPs? So I know what you're thinking, Maggie, because I know how you think. Yeah. Well, what about Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Well, the Ravens also have a tough schedule. I don't know how Lamar Jackson's going to get his numbers against these AFC North teams. So this is a numbers award, isn't it? Brock Purdy is dominating every possible statistical category. He's first in league and passer rating, first in completion percentage, first in TDs per attempt, first in yards per attempt, first in yards per completion. Dak Prescott's not far behind. And guess what? Dak's going to have four touchdowns this weekend against Washington. <laughs> Washington has given up on the season. Yeah, maybe. He is going to be a stats machine. So at the end of the day, I think San Francisco and Dallas are both going to have gaudy records, 12-5, and 13-4, and four, and they're going to be the number one and number two statistical quarterbacks. To me, that says MVP. Jalen Hurts is just not going to get enough numbers. Lamar Jackson is going to be in so many battles coming up here for the Ravens. And Mahomes, I don't know what's going on there. Nobody can catch football. So I think people are sleeping on these two guys. Wow. Do you buy it? Uh, Kind of. I do. Now, I don't think Purdy is like a real MVP candidate because I think he's more a product of the team around him. Now, I get accused here of having a draft bias or whatever. I'm just watching the game. Now, you saw the game. He was running around like crazy the other day. He was making the plays himself. They were playing the Bucks. Yeah. I mean, again, this is this is my thing about Dak and also Purdy is the stat padding against bad teams. And I do think that's going to matter. But he killed the Jaguars in Jacksonville, destroyed them. Uh, that's true. That's a, that's a signature win, if you will. Uh, you're going to have a couple. We don't quite know how good the Jags are. It's a little confusing. Yeah, they rebounded nicely against the Titans, but the Titans could be the worst <laughs> the worst teams in the NFL. We don't know. But so. I think San Francisco gets the easier half of their schedule, and they're all healthy. When you get Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and McCaffrey all in the same field, they have great numbers. Now, I'm actually helping your argument. Yeah, I don't think voters, all about those guys. I don't think voters are going to distinguish that. And the same thing with Dak Prescott. I, I think... C.D. Lamb is really the key to that offense, but they're just going to see the quarterback with the 40 touchdowns and give him the MVP. See, I think Lamar is going to get credit. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, which is passing the ball a lot more, I think Lamar will get credit for like adapting to a new system, changing the way he plays, and if they end up winning that division by a lot, even if his the win total is not as big as San Francisco or Dallas, I could see them giving it to Lamar. I think... I, I see. That's a I think narrative. the empty calories with yeah. Dak and the bad loss to the 49ers, which I know is a long time ago now, but it's still there. And that was a shellacking. And I think for Brock Purdy, I think you're looking at all these other playmakers and saying, you know, what if he was on the Ravens? Would we be talking about him? Like, I don't think so. I understand Lamar Jackson is maybe throwing a little bit more, but he's not really. He's not even in the top 15 passers in the league. So you can't tell me. If the argument is Lamar Jackson's throwing it everywhere, that's just not true. He ranks right now, he is, hold please, Vamp. Yeah, he's way down. He's number, okay, he's now number 11 in passing yards. So that's not exactly big okay, time. But I mean, think, he, he's going to have uh, 1,500 yards less than both Prescott and Purdy. Okay, but you think that, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes' receivers are dropping balls. I mean, how many drop balls do the Ravens' receivers Again, have? Your level of nuance does not match <laughs> the voters at the end of the day. I, I completely agree. I think Lamar is playing incredible football. But unfortunately for Lamar, he's going to be in some real battles against good defenses where that's not really going to be the case for Dak and Purdy. So if it comes down to Dak and, uh, and Purdy, who do you think gets it? I think they'll give it to Dak. 
I, I think Purdy's going to make a crazy good case I right mean, now. Listen, I think in narrative order, I agree with you. I'll give it to Dak because they want they they ripped on Dak so badly this offseason, completely unfairly, that I think everybody's going to feel bad about that and give it to Dak. There's one other part though, which is giving the MVP to somebody who has like no postseason success. Now they did it with Lamar, but he was also having like an epic record-breaking yeah. season and you know crazy the way he was running the ball. Um, but also, Lamar already got one. So I true. think that he has to be way above to to get another one because they're going to want to see him win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl before they give him another one. I mean, listen, he's totally... But look at the Cowboys' schedule. Commanders, Seahawks can't stop anybody right now. The Eagles, who he owns. Your Bills, that's a tough one. Then the Dolphins and the Lions. And the Lions are one of the worst pass defenses in the league. This, he could have some huge numbers. And yeah, same with San Francisco. Don't they play Seattle? Well, obviously tomorrow yeah. and then in two weeks. So really, this it's kind of weak, but this is a function of the schedule. I'm saying that Purdy and Dak, who are fifth and sixth in odds, are going to move way up before the season's over. Put that bet in. 855-212-4CBS. We've been asking for the greatest college football rivalry. Dana is in Great Falls, Montana, with a different spin. Good morning, Dana. Good morning, Maggie. And Perloff, I love the show. Thank you. And I wanted to give a shout-out for my favorite, which is Montana versus Montana State. They just had Brawl of the Wild last weekend, last Saturday, and Montana crushed Montana State 37-7. to Wow. Which is... Good for me because I'm a graduate of Montana, <laughs> but I also root for both teams when they're not playing each other. But it's a great brawl, and I just think they need to have some coverage on CBS Sports. We love it. Dana, noted, your president accounted for, and congrats to your Montana Grizzlies, right? I can't remember. Yeah. One's the Bobcats, one's the I Grizzlies, I think it's the right? Grizzlies or Montana. Thank you so much, and have yourself a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, our buddy Ryan Leaf loves that rivalry. He's, I think, the, one of the only two or three NFL players from Montana ever. And he, to him, the brawl of the wild is as good as it gets. Well, also for Pete McCarthy, who's got headlines for us. Pete, big Montana guy. How you doing this morning? Oh, huge Montana guy. I've never been there. Wait, why, why? You were just kidding. Well, maybe. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> a Hail Mary there? Listen, Pete told us earlier he went to Hofstra. He's yeah, a yeah. big Mets fan that I know. So, uh, sure. Hofstra football played Montana. I learned about Moose Drool, but I, I, didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't do the game in person. Well, do you, what do you got for us for headlines, Pete? That's that's my Montana story. Well, I was thinking about uh, Thanksgiving. We, we got three NFL games tomorrow and like some of our shared traditions. You guys are talking a little bit about Brock Purdy. We'll see him tomorrow night against the Seattle Seahawks at that perfect QB rating on Sunday. And uh, Purdy giving some credit to his main man, Brandon Ayuk. You watch the film, the, the separation that he creates. Um, you know, you get the ball in his hands, obviously, the, the second gear that he has to to, you know, pull away from. DBs or whoever's on the field. 156 yards for Ayuka this past week as the 49ers trying to get everything in gear. So uh, 49ers, Seahawks, kind of a, a newer rivalry will be at the end of the day. Right square in the middle there. It's always the Cowboys, uh, and they'll be taking on the Commanders. Uh, not an ideal matchup, right? The Commanders coming off losing to Tommy DeVito and the Giants last week. Woof. And Commanders head coach Ron Rivera focusing on on the history between these teams. 
Our guys know what you know what's at stake. You know what the opportunity is. You know who your opponent is. They're playing in one of the greatest football rivalries, period. And so you know they they should understand. And 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 if they don't know it now, I, I think they'll learn. Game game that excites you for tomorrow. We'll get to the Lions in a second here. Those out of those two. Well, honestly, it's funny to me that all the spreads are so big for Thursday. I think everyone's going to watch Washington Dallas. My only question out of that game is Ron Rivera. If he gets blown out, is that it for him? Well, so if you're not going to fire somebody two, three days before Thanksgiving, are you going to fire somebody on Thanksgiving? Well, fire definitely not Monday <laughs> or Monday. I don't know. Don't you he, get a... Monday, I think Monday after Thanksgiving, you're safe, right? All the turkey is digested. <laughs> the cranberry has been put away. It's not a grace period after the holiday. I don't know. Is there a post Thanksgiving safety? Uh, the Seattle-San Francisco game, again, this for me, I'm watching for one thing. This Brock Purdy is going to eat in this game because for some reason I can't figure it out. Seattle's defense seems very vulnerable right now. Yeah, but it's not like the Rams took huge advantage. What was the final score on that game? 17-16 or whatever <laughs> last week? Yeah, but the Rams are they're on fumes. Right, Cooper Cup got hurt three plays into the game, and it's Matthew Stafford looks like he's about to expire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, no, I, maybe a better word. <laughs> I think that Dallas and Washington, I agree with Rivera. The history, this historically, this is a good rivalry. It's just, what have you done for me lately? Not a lot. Uh, wait, did so, you give us? Can you give us the first game as a choice too? Oh yeah, I could give you that. I just did it backwards because you were talking about Purdy before. But by the way, one thing, one key number with Rivera: if they lose, the Commanders lose to Dallas uh, tomorrow. Zero and five in the division uh, will be the case for Washington. Obviously, <laughs> That's not some good. Ownership there that that doesn't bode well. And then yes, <laughs> uh, you got the early game, which is always kind of like a throwaway. It seems like for so many decades, but now it's the eight and two Lions hosting the Packers, and and Jared Goff likes leading off the day. I always say it's fun because we're the first game. You know, the, the later game you get to miss Thanksgiving dinner. That wouldn't be fun. But we're the first game, so we get to eat later that night and um, get to play in front of the, the whole country and while everyone's with their family enjoying some time and uh, it's fun. To- totally. I feel like agree. I was always in the. I always. I, I feel like I was always in the car during mm. the Lions game, and that, uh, a lot of points were scored against them yeah. on the way to wherever I was going. And like, oftentimes, like a random quarterback. It's like, thank you, Tim Boyle, David Blau. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, actually, it was Blau yeah. who played, yeah. not Boyle. I it might as well have been. Um, I like that me- that mentality. I think maybe because you and I are doing a morning show now, I yeah. get it. It's cool. You get up early, you you go to work, you get it done, and then you know, you got the rest of the day. I'm with I'm with Goff on this one. Okay, I think Tim Boyle did. Yeah, he uh, he played in a Thanksgiving game when he was with the Lions. What was his line? Not good. Um, <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> The Packers, can we talk about the fact that my favorite player in the league now, Dontavian Wicks, who I'd never heard of until yeah. he looked so good against the Chargers, he's not playing on Thursday? What's up with that? Concussion protocol, and you can't really get off a concussion protocol by a Thursday game. No Aaron Jones, so I'm a little worried that this game is not going to be what it should. Well, <laughs> because I, if that's the one thing that's going to make I, this uh, I a, not some, a game. Well, I, what's a competitive game here on Thursday? We need we need a close game, and none of them are really setting up to be. At least if Vegas is saying they're not going to be. Yeah, Wait, there's worried big about spreads. the Lions being too good. I think so. That's a switch. I kind of think so. Yeah, I know it's ironic. I liked uh, I like this. Lions head coach Dan Campbell uh, gave uh, gave his biggest hottest Thanksgiving food take on ninety seven won the ticket in Detroit. That's a good story. What do you say? <laughs> this is actually the. I'm so curious because Dan Campbell famously said he likes to eat kneecaps. So what kind <laughs> of a hot, yeah. like hot take could he have about food? 
I hope we didn't lose Pete right. totally. So that didn't that didn't go through. Okay, no, well, sure I'll, I'll try to. Yes, okay, I'll try to reload it, get that fired up. But he's uh he's a, well, I'll just give you. He's a ham guy. He's not oh, not a right. turkey guy. I saw that. He's all about ham, and uh, he feeds the cranberry sauce to the dogs, which. I'm not into the cranberry out of the can is delicious. I don't the know. Best. I don't know what we're doing getting rid of cranberry like that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's all about the ham. And I feel like everybody loves knocking the turkey now. I, I totally I he you know, that tweet was out there that he liked the ham. And everyone was like, oh, I like ham, too. What is wrong with turkey? What is this anti-turkey movement? I don't know. But I think big ham is out to like really take over Definitely. this holiday. I yeah. mean, Carlos was telling us that you guys don't do turkey. I haven't done turkey in 10 years. I haven't looked back. My wife does a uh, a roast pork. She's been doing it the last three years. It's phenomenal. I'll bring you guys some on Monday. Gotta be honest. Oh, that's nice of you. I gotta be honest. I'm intrigued. And I I'm fine with turkey. It's great. Sure. But I think we can do a little better, can't we? I love turkey. It's my favorite. There's thing. a reason I, we only have it once a year. <laughs> I think turkey's only good if you do it correctly, which is two things. Either you gotta fry it. Yeah. Or you have to know what you're doing if you're going to bake yeah. it. Like my girlfriend figured out a way to oven roast it in a way that kept it moist, kept it. Uh, do a dry brine, people. Yeah. Please do a dry brine. Uh, if you do that and you do everything else correctly, right herbs, it'll be awesome. No, it's if you good. don't know what you're doing, it's it's dry, it's nasty, and I, I understand. But if you do it right, it's, it's done well. I just think maybe we could judge it up a little bit, you know? Well, Whether I think that's that, ham or, or roast pork, something. But you get all this. One thing, if you do have a dry turkey, then you mix in the sides. That's why you have the stuffing gravy. and cranberry and gravy. That doesn't do anything, though. It's still, the meat is still dry as hell. But you put gravy on it. Then the, then the meat, by definition, that's what you're doing. You're kind of dressing up a dry turkey. I know it's not ideal. I agree. Yes, of course I want a well-prepared turkey. But the reason the sides exist, it's a safety valve. Yeah. It's a it's a backstop in case somebody can't cook a turkey. <laughs> yeah, but I see, I don't you want a backstop. Sides, I, I want I want something that's going to be ready to go regardless of the players around them. I want someone who can carry the team. Turkey needs to be carried. Turkey's a bus driver, okay? And yeah. and, and it's not like these other big menu but items I, that, but that, that ham, only be carried by other people. Ham is a ham and cheese sandwich. Is ham really ready for prime time? Maybe, <laughs> maybe steak or... Filet or what's Here's prime rib, but ham? I grew up with my with my parents making a lot of ham. Can you dry? Does ham ever get dry? Can you see? It's kind of foolproof. If you if you overcook it, yes, it does get bad. If, yes. if you overcook it, okay. yeah. Okay, sorry. But I mean, I it's kind of ham is hard to screw up. Though it's harder. It's much easier to much easier to cook than turkey. But obviously. do you, does anyone get excited about? Wow, let's really go out and splurge and get ham. Yeah, oh, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas absolutely. Is a big thing. But it, say it's a normal day. It's in March. Like that, okay, in my family, well, that was the thing. In April, either. Like, well, I just say it's like comparing ham, roast ham. I think with ham, ham and is cheese a sandwich. An <laughs> everyday thing. Pete's right. You can't compare a ham and cheese sandwich to like a spiral ham. Yeah, I don't like know, a honey baked but... ham. Like that's like I mean they, they sell those things like hotcakes. <laughs> so if do. I was telling you, okay, I'm going out to a steak dinner, you're like, no, I'm going to go get some ham. You you'd say no to Peter Luger's Steakhouse to go eat ham, <laughs> but you're comparing. Wait, that's not fair because we were talking about ham versus turkey. Yes, not ham versus. Yeah, not ham versus. <laughs> I just, yeah, no, I understand. I've had that. Those nice Christmas hams are great, but I, I don't think that that is really the alternative. If I have any alternative, it's not going to be ham. Got to be honest. Uh, I'd like have Dan Campbell does have this hot take. It looks like this is polarizing. I know in, with my, in my family when we did ham. After Thanksgiving, Christmas, it was still a big hit throughout the winter. That was that. If my mom said, "I'm making a ham this weekend on Sunday," yeah, the whole it was you Everett know, rejoices. yeah, it was it was like the Knicks won a championship. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's as close as you're getting. Yeah. Uh, Pete, what else you got? 
Yeah, a little little wild card to add to this. Maybe it's a little Long Island, but uh, how about lasagna? Lasagna's yes. a bus driver. Nobody's disappointed in lasagna. Uh, a Thanksgiving lasagna, definitely, uh, for the Paisans, for sure. And I love it. I think Let's it's great. It. And I'm all for, like, I, I love the tradition, like the green bean casserole, the cornbread, the gravy, the stuffing, the cranberry sauce. But give me a little something else. Yeah, I'm not. I love a, a sweet potato. I'm glad we're all breaking up for the holiday. I'm not spending any Thanksgiving with any of you people. <laughs> like, because I, because we want to go outside the houses, Yes, so. I love Thanksgiving dinner. I dream about it and think about it for months on end. And then I show up at your house and it's lasagna and ham. <laughs> I'm You're sorry. Like, I would walk Easter? away. So I, Thanksgiving dinner is my favorite. And to ruin it with these side, these alternative newfangled dishes is terrible. I do appreciate, like, several New Yorkers, obviously, as P mentioned, Long Islanders, a lot of Italians, obviously. I love that they decided, you know what? We're just going to do whatever we want. Like, forget yeah. your stuffing, yeah. forget your turkey. Still, still the best. We're just yeah. doing <laughs> eggplant. We're doing lasagna. Like, I kind of like that energy. I kind of respect that. There is something still about... firing up the oven. Yeah, when people... Yeah, right. <laughs> when, I, I know this just because I have so many friends. I grew up in a place that is extremely Italian, upstate New York, and Binghamton is so Italian. It's like, we know our food's the best. So why are we going to compromise? Yeah. Like, we're just going to keep making our type of food because, you know, you love it. It's a great point, Pete. That's what I'm here for. Thank you very much, Pete. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving to you and yours. You've been crushing it this morning. We appreciate wow. it. Yeah, look forward to that appreciate tuna casserole you're rocking at your Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> it's burgers on the grill is what we're yeah. doing for Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> for Thanksgiving. What are you having? I'm having bass. <laughs> <laughs> Our pal Mike in California is on the horn. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Well, for talking about food, we got to talk to our pal Mike in California. Mike, what do you have <laughs> planned? You'd probably do something outside the box for Thanksgiving. No, um, not real. Well, a little. I usually do a turkey on the smoker, but yep. I'll, I do a wet brine for about three days prior, and then I rub down the inside of the skins with rosemary, melted butter, garlic. Uh, smoke that. Then I do a giblet gravy with stuffing, homemade mashed potatoes, and I'll do uh, sautéed uh, Brussels sprouts with a honey mustard glaze and pancetta. I mean, we'll be there in an hour. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did not disappoint. I'm with Perloff. Turkey for Thanksgiving, ham is for Christmas Eve, and uh, prime rib is for Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. we do uh, prime rib with my husband's family. Uh, what do you have for us on the Army-Navy rivalry, Mike? We know that you're a former uh, service member. Yes, I'm all about the Army-Navy game. And, Maggie, I think I even told you at the beginning of the season when you were trying to select your college team and said you have to take a service academy because by far the best rivalry game is Army-Navy. And the biggest reason for it is is it doesn't matter what college you graduate from. If you've served, you automatically bypass your own personal team for the Army-Navy game and you go with whichever, whichever branch you served in. Mike. So it's not just the college, but it's also the fam or the fans. That's also all the service members and the service members' families. Cool. I love it. I remember that call. It was a great one. My one was I couldn't pick because I didn't serve. Do I pick Army? Do I pick Navy? Do I pick Air Force? And I was afraid I was going to alienate whoever I didn't pick. <laughs> well, you never never pick Air Force, okay? <laughs> but you can pick Army one year and then Navy the next. Year. Oh, and just and then go that back way you and get forth. both of them done. I like that. Mike, thank you so much. Have a great Thanksgiving with wow. that menu. I don't know how you could go wrong. Why Why the Air Force take a shot there? What's wrong yeah, with Air Force? Carlos gave it a thumbs oh, up. Oh, because, you know, the Air Force, a.k.a. the Chair Force, their quality <laughs> of life is just so much better than the other branches yeah. that we just dismiss them. The, you can only be smart to be in the Air Force, and they complain that they don't have a salad knife, to, oh, a salad fork to go with their meal.
Oh, wow. Hard <laughs> wow. living, you know, the steak and lobsters in the same you know, bucket. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Surf and turf. They uh, kind of, uh, by the way, do you guys see the alternative? Why, what did Army Navy decide to go Oregon? Their uniforms are wild for this uh, this next yeah, year. Yeah, the uniforms are cool. I, I don't. I know the Navy uniforms. Uh, they did some tribute. The Army uniforms. That's a, a shout out to the Third ID uh, Division. That those uniforms are sick. Very cool. Wow. Third, what is a Third ID? Uh, I, I have to explain it like off break. It's like a long. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm understand. so into it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't understand, to be honest. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, uh, we've got Maggie and Perloff picks coming up. Maggie and Perloff style. We'll make them next. Don't move. More show in moments. Love songs today because we found out that EJ loves The Bachelor. Let's quickly get to our shot of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos brought to you by those who drink it. He shoots! <laughs> And boy, what goes better with Thanksgiving than Casamigos? Got to go to Casamigos.com. You got to look at the cocktail list there. If you really want to impress your guests, this is what you have to do. And of course, we are thankful that Casamigos wants to be a part of this show. And we appreciate them so much. Today's shot of the day comes from earlier. We were debating the best moment that exists on television, non-sports division. I believe it is still when someone wins a car on The Price is Right. EJ thinks it's when the bachelor, bachelorette, picks their person. I saw The Price is Right the other day for the first time in like, I don't know, 20, maybe 10 years. So I was watching the other day on the treadmill because now we're in this new schedule and TV habits are all different now and all that stuff. I maintain watching somebody win a car on that show is still the best moment we have on TV right now, non-sports edition. To me, and maybe I'm biased because I I watch the show weekly now, to me, the end of a season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, and when the good, the person you rooted for wins, wins, Carlos just got up and he's walking out. And you see the proposal. I mean, when when (laughs) Dotton won The Bachelorette season, I mean, I I jumped off my couch there you go. We still really, besides the showcase showdown from the prices or uh, from from uh, what was it? Wheel of Fortune, the fine not a uh, not yeah. showcase showdown, the Wheel of Fortune final. Yeah. What's it called? I have no idea. At the end, I don't know either. That was the only for other Wheel suggestion. Of yeah, I think I think it was. I don't think they have a name for it. It's just the end. It's the, the, the end. last puzzle. The showcase showdown is obviously still with the prices right. Um, okay, we have to quickly get to our picks. <laughs> Maggie and Perloff's NFL Picks. Well, it could be going worse for me. Uh, 13 and 20 on the season. I'm sinking like a stone. Perloff in good shape at 19 and 14. Uh, one against the spread, one over under, one player prop. Perloff, take it away. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's alternate. I'll start with... I'm going to start with my total. Okay. Panthers-Titans. What would you expect the total on this game? First of all, they're trying to 17. get they're trying to get lower and lower. Uh, I have the total at thirty six and a half, and I I can't really understate my lack of confidence in Will Levis and Bryce Young. Therefore, <laughs> I'm confidently picking the under. I'm going to go with the Thanksgiving game, Green Bay and the Packers. Give me over forty seven. It's early. I know maybe people are just getting up and getting awake, but these defenses I don't see a lot, especially from the Lions, no. who will allow teams to score. We saw with the Chargers bad defense, Green Bay was able to put some points up, so I'll take over 47. Okay, for my game pick. Uh, against this, the spread. Yeah, against the spread. 
This one is really tough for me. I think I'm going to put a little faith in EJ's Houston Texans. Take them. They're getting a point and a half at home against the Jaguars. I think the bottom line with the Jaguars is they're not good against good teams and they're good against bad teams. Now, I think Houston's a good team. I don't know for sure, but I have faith in C.J. Stroud. Uh, Divisional game. This is a huge game. If Houston wins this one, they're right there in the AFC South. I'm going Houston, Texans. Okay, I'm also going to stick with Thanksgiving on this one. And give me the 49ers. And I know it's it's a touchdown, but I'm going to lay the touchdown with the 49ers because this rivalry, if you will, has been pretty lopsided recently. Mm. And the 49ers have the better team. I feel like, you know, Geno Smith got knocked out of the game, did come back in for the final drive against the Rams. But last week they end up losing. I'm a little nervous here about the Seahawks and what's going on. Meanwhile, the 49ers keep gaining steam. So... Give me the 49ers. I'll lay the touchdown. Absolutely. Okay. My prop. I had a huge debate. I want to bet against Tim Boyle. His total passing yards, Jets quarterback, 160 and a half, which is juicy. 160? 160. Okay. But the one that's even better, the under on his completion, 17 and a half. Ooh, begging you. But Zach Wilson has a million completions because he only throws the ball about two yards down line. I still think I got to go on that completion number. Under 17 and a half completions, Tim Boyle. Okay. Mine's going to be, well, I think they're trying to get Dak the MVP. So, again, I'll turn mm. to Thanksgiving. Just give me a Dak Prescott anytime touchdown. It's plus money. So, I'll take it. I think this is the big showcase, another showcase game mm. for the Cowboys, as it always is on Thanksgiving. Commanders, I think this is a good spot for Dak to do a little more step padding. So, anytime TD. Okay. Uh, you mean rushing, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Dak's been using his legs like crazy. Does he need to here? Oh, this is fun. Oh, my gosh. So you're all in on Thanksgiving weekend. All right. His passing props was one and a half. And it's just like nowadays, like pass interference gets called. Things get called back. Did you have a toe in the Is there anything more frustrating than when you bet a certain thing and there's a call, they get it down to the one-yard line? I'll just go with the one rushing. A little tush push. If he gets a tush push, that'd be the best way to do (laughs) it. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Wow. What a show. Thank you to EJ Stewart. Thank you to Carlos Ortiz. Uh, thank you to Rami, who's doing our social today. Pete McCarthy was on updates. You guys, the Weedos, the coffee drinkers, callers today about our greatest football, college football rivalry. Just chef's kiss. Love it. Enjoy Have your th- ham out there, people. <laughs> Have a great Weirdos. holiday. <laughs> we'll see you, Mike. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.